What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Countdown. My name is Ian Farmer. Thank you for listening to The Countdown on this Thursday evening, currently 1.50. This is not a typical episode you guys would expect to be getting from me. Usually, it's sports, which is my wholehearted number one favorite during the VS Sportscaster, as all of you know. But I have been thinking, and I want to bring some more type of content to The Countdown, because I understand... Sports isn't always filled with topics, especially in the off season. I'm going to need something to, 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 um, to talk about. So if you're a Star Wars fan, and if you're not, that's completely fine. But if you're a Star Wars fan, please tune in. I'm going to be giving a review of the Book of Boba Fett after every episode. There are seven episodes. The series ends around February 9th, around the first or second week of February. So I'm going to be doing this for a while. Disney Plus new series, The Book of Boba Fett, features Boba Fett and um, his journey five years after um, the events of Return of the Jedi, after the Death Star exploded. But in this episode, it takes a little bit of a different toll. I'm going to hop into it. The show starts out with flashbacks. Boba sees himself as a kid, sees his dad, Jingle Fett, Died to the hands of Mace Windu at the Battle of Geonosis. And sees flashbacks of his home at Camino. Now, to begin the show, the big thing is um, the events of what happened while he was in the Starlight um, Pit. Which we know happened um, on the Battle of Tatooine in Return of the Jedi. Um, that is where Jabba the Hutt died. Now... If you haven't seen the first episode yet, spoiler alert, you need to go watch it before you watch this because I'm not the type of guy that's very good at not giving out spoilers when it comes to a a review or a breakdown or or a reaction or anything. So right now, if you haven't seen it yet, click off, go to Disney Plus, um, $7 a month, and go watch the Book of Boba Fett first episode. But he takes oxygen from the the stormtrooper that was swallowed and... Flame throws his way out of it. He flame throws his way. Essentially, he punches. He punches. Um, kind of his way through. But essentially, basically, flame throws his way out. Um. Now, I thought this scene was really nice, especially considering we got to see how he survived the pit because there was a big period in time where there was rumors that Boba Fett did survive, and then we saw in the in Mandalorian season two he did survive. But we didn't know how he survived once he was thrown into the Starlight Pit. Now, we know. If you aren't aware of what happens whenever you enter a Starlight Pit, basically you are being digested. And and that digestion period lasts over a thousand years. Now, if you're a human, you're going to die because you're not going to have a whole lot of oxygen in a Starlight Pit. Or even if... You did have oxygen. You would obviously just die of old age. No human life, you know, lives a thousand years, you know. But um, the rumors that Boba survived has been revealed to be true ever since the Mandalorian, and for us to be able to witness how it was happened was relieving. Now, up to this point in the episode, all we've seen is flashbacks. But Boba is woken up from his dream and goes to Jawa's palace, where he now rules. Different um, people come in to pay their respects and offer money to Boba until one person 
who is a person that you know works for the mayor, a campaigner for the you know the mayor. Um, and instead of giving money, he asks for money. Now Boba questions um, the person to his uh, to his right. He um, questions why he um, the um, guy from the mayor is asking for money when he should be giving money, just like the line of people that had done um, before. Um, now, I think this could spark a rivalry on Tatooine. Obviously, with Boba right now, we know kind of what's happened with the Mandalorian, but we don't know exactly. Um, we don't know kind of what he gets into. That's what the series is about to see what happened after he survived, and after you know, Return of the Jedi, after the you know the Skywalker um, saga, the first six episodes, you know, all that. So I think for Lucasfilm, for um, Disney to give, um. But you know, a little bit of um, heat, a little bit of rivalry in this series. I think you could see kind of a battle between the government and Boba Fett to see who um, is going to rule Tatooine. Um, now, after um, after this happens, we see a battle against a group of thugs, some kind of team on Tatooine, somewhere along that. And Boba is clearly beat up. He's clearly beat up. Um, he was a he was a sleeping kind of like this water capsule, so he's obviously like pretty sore right now. And um, ult ultimately he gets uh, shocked and uh, can no longer fight. Also, I think it was really cool to see how the uh, um Gorlax returned in this scene. Um, the the little green Shrek looking people that um um served Jabba back in the events of Return of the Jedi. Um, and they no longer serve um, Jabba. They serve Boba. Um, the uh, Gorlax, um help Boba um, get back to his bed, wherever the um, that place is, or you know whatever water, whatever you want to call it. We see the episode move on to a group of Tusken Raiders because whenever Boba goes back to his bed to lay down, he has another flashback, which brings him. To what happened after the Sarlacc pit. He is taken by a group of Tusken Raiders. Um, and while being there overnight. Um, Boba is later taken to dig. For these like little water jugs. Under the sand. Um, and the other Greedo looking creature. I feel bad for not knowing. What kind of the creature that is. But the other Greedo creature. Um, is searching. Beneath the sand. Just like Boba is. And he finds a creature. He finds like this like claw in the sand. And whenever he um, kind of touches the claw or kind of, um, you know, in initiates that um, a big monster rises out of the sand and um, ultimately kills the Greedo creature within a matter of seconds. Um, they, you know, they battle. You have to, you have to, you have to go watch the episode. But. Boba ultimately grabs the chains that was unlocked um, on him to, you know, keep him from running away from the tribe or whatever, and chokes the thing to death, pretty much rips its head off. Um, and if, if, if you've seen it, then, you know, like I said, you know, it's kind of hard to explain, but if you've seen that part, then you, you know, you've seen it. You understand what's going on. After returning to the tribe, it looks like the little Tusken Raider is trying to say that he killed the monster. Or maybe he's just showing them the head that, you know, Boba ripped off. But either way, it appears that the leader of the tribe 
can tell that Boba saved the boy because right before the credits roll, the leader hands Boba a water jug showing his gratitude. Overall, I've seen a lot of critics say they were not too fond of the episode, but you have to understand first episodes aren't going to be you know, big like one-on-one battles. Like you're not going to see Mando in here. You're not going to see anybody um, super big in here. But um, I think this was an episode that kind of bridges the gap between some of the plot um, plot holes um, from what happened with him being in the Sarlat pit. And it kind of showed a little bit of what happened right after the Sarlat pit. And if you look at the if you look at um, the flashbacks that went on in this. Now, whenever he's uh, woken up and he's like, you know, um, standing on Jabba's throne and whenever he's um, uh, fighting those uh, group of thugs or whatever in uh, Tatooine, that is five years after Return of, Return of the Jedi. But those flashbacks, some of them is probably right around the time the Death Star is exploding. Okay, he's there overnight. Well... It depends. I don't know how long it took for him to get out of the Starlight Pit. But I'm assuming it did not take very long. Because although you're being digested, I mean, not enough oxygen not enough oxygen in there. Being in there for just a few like you see that um if you've you know watched it obviously. Um that stormtrooper that was in there with him, the one that he uh Boba took ox- oxygen from, was dead. Straight up dead. So I'm assuming within a matter of at least hours, that is when Boba flamed through his, you know, used his flamethrower and got out of the Starlight Pit. But overall, I think the episode um, maybe was not the most action-packed, but I don't think it was meant to be that much action-packed. I think um, it bridged a lot of gaps between, um, I think it's getting us prepared for episode two through seven. There's seven episodes in um, the Book of Boba Fett. I think it is bridging the gaps. And I think it is getting us prepared for the rest of the series because, you know, you couldn't just, you know, start off with action packed and leave us to not know what happened. You have to let us fans know what happened um, before you get into, you know, the kind of the events, you know, you know what, you know, serving Java's palace, like what went on, like who did Boba encounter outside of Mando because we already know that story, but who um, else did Boba encounter? Like, what did he do? You, we ha- you have to educate us on what happened before that. So I, I think that's what this episode was meant to be for. But overall, I liked it. I would give it a 9 out of 10 because the Starlight Pit, I mean, that, that's a really big deal. That is a really big deal. Like, Star Wars fans have um, you know, wondered that for years and made theories about it for years. And I think the flashbacks along, um, alone, especially in the beginning, just raises its episode to such a high level and you know i was watching star wars theory he's a youtuber you can go watch him he's um way better than i am if i'm being honest at this stuff but um he was talking about how um he you know does these like breakdowns and stuff and he was uh talking about how like if this episode came out a month or two before like you know like um Kind of like a, a bonus episode, but to but before the series came out, like a pre episode, he said that he thinks fans would be giving this episode a ten out of ten. But where the it's just, it's the first episode, they um a lot of fans were expecting some um expecting some 
action-packed things, which just um, did not happen. But overall, I think this episode did what it was supposed to do, and I give it a 9 out of 10. Guys, thank you for listening. I know I wasn't on. I didn't address this at the beginning. I know I wasn't on video today, but I think with this kind of um, podcast, it's best that I just do audio. I actually am wearing my Baby Yoda shirt, so you can't say that I wasn't going to do a video because I was going to do a video. But I think the audio is just better for this kind of stuff. You know, maybe once I become better at editing or something, maybe I'll um, do some videos and, like, you know, show pictures on my, um, you know, videos and stuff. Kind of um, show some visuals. But as of right now, episodes like this are going to probably stay audio. But if you enjoyed a video like this, if you're a Star Wars fan, or you just like the fact maybe that I just bring uh, new content to the countdown, um, please uh, keep up with the um, um, countdown. You can find it on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, or for my video podcast, which most of my podcasts, most of my episodes are, you can find them on YouTube at Ian Farmer. Guys, I love you all, and thank you for um, listening. I will see you guys tomorrow for um, episode 80 of the Real Countdown. Love you guys. Peace.